Yeah, so my my I actually got profitable uh the beginning of this year. Uh, and every year, every month, I was kind of taking about 20 to 30K slowly. Some months I wouldn't make money, which is That's normal. That's wild. 20 yeah. to 30K. 20, like I had a 30K month uh, two months ago. And then MFF shuts down. Hi guys, we're back. Another TFT Trader podcast. Today we're joined by Mateen. He's made over six figures with prop trading firms. He's made over fifteen thousand dollars with the Funded Trader. Joining us all the way from Canada, Canada, but originally from Afghanistan. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Now is this your first pod? This is my first pod. First yep. pod. Yep. Are you nervous? Kind of nervous. A little nervous. <laughs> yeah. I did the online interview okay. with Anna. But it hasn't been posted yet, but that was like a good start to it. Shout out Anna. Yeah, shout out to Anna yep. for sure. Yeah, there's been so many of those online pods that yep. we've done that haven't gotten posted. Yep. I think the backlog right now, if we were to post every single day an interview, it would we would have interviews all the way until April of next year. Wow. Yeah, so yeah. there's just too many. We That's have to, and it's kind of crazy yeah. because like that just shows like how many more successful traders are coming into the right. industry. But still, there's a, a lot of other traders that are still fighting for that still. But it's just cool to see that slowly they're, they're, people are staying consistent, disciplined, they're getting there with time. Well, if you think about it, there, there is, there's 20,000 payouts total in the wow. history of the company, right? Wow. So 20,000 uh -huh. payouts have gone out, totaling 110 million. Wow. There's 6,000 unique people there that have been paid, which might not seem like a lot actually, yeah. right? Um, but you know, if you get 10% of those people to interview, 600 people, then you have enough interviews for two years. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. hundred so, percent. So that's kind of been our goal is obviously for us, a big part of building the company. I mean, building any brand is mm -hmm. testimonials. Right. Yep. Yep. So we've been really trying to prioritize interviewing as one of the mm -hmm. main selling points of the business. And yep. even for me, like early on when I was trading with FTMO, mm -hmm. I loved to watch the interviews. Yep. It was so inspiring. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm, they had this one interview with that there was a woman that interviewed, she made, I think over six figures. And mm -hmm. I just wanted to know, like, what was she thinking? Yep. Right? Actually, that's funny you said that because a lot of the times when I was struggling to learn and even what, even now I do this is I love to just, when I get my food or I'm having a rough week or a rough day in the markets, mm -hmm. I would just watch a podcast because you, you can learn so much information from someone else's success, not just from their strategy, just how, from how their mindset works or what techniques they use when they have a rough day or just like simple things in their life. You can learn so much. And there's so many of, there's so many, like I said, there's so many successful traders that are entering the markets. So there's so much people and so much information to grasp. Yeah. You know, you can never go wrong from learning from someone else. Yeah. I think before probably like, um, this decade or whatever, it was really hard to, to hear mm -hmm. conversations. I mean, from anyone, obviously yep. podcasts are new, but just like traders, right. Yep. To, to really hear from traders that were doing this in the market, like mm -hmm. similar to you, really difficult to find them really oh, difficult yeah. to understand the 100%. way that they were thinking. But now with all the podcasts that are out there, obviously you can get access to really anybody, mm -hmm. any industry you can yeah. learn from them. And it's really a hack. Yeah. I do that as well. Right. Mm -hmm. When I'm eating, I'm always, I'm watching, might not be podcasts, but I'm always watching like informational videos mm -hmm. on YouTube or stuff like that. And it's really an interesting kind of situation that we're all in, like how yeah. much we, 
how much we have access to, how much information. 100%. It's, it's a bit overload in, in, in a way. You know, you got to be able to control it. But mm-hmm. yeah, definitely, definitely good. Other, what are like your favorite podcasts that you watch? Right now, honestly, I like to just watch everything trading related. Mm-hmm. I, mostly I watch the Fun and Trader podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, before I answer that question fully, another cool thing I just remembered is actually like two or three years ago when I was like, I, no, I, not two years, like a year ago when I got into the prop firm industry. One thing I always was, was doing was watching the, the Funded Trader podcast and other f- prop firms. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I set a goal for myself where on my, I have like a manifestation list where it's like, I'm going to be involved in a podcast one day. And you know, now like a year later, <laughs> I'm sitting here in Miami <laughs> in getting pod. a podcast, which is, which is amazing yep. because I, I used to never really believe in manifestation, but ever since my mom was the one person that was really onto it and she always forced me to make, do these things like make lists of goals I want to achieve. Mm-hmm. And I put this down like being in our podcast and boom, like one year later, I'm here sitting here in front of you, which is amazing. Well, I think the, the thing is it, the man, the whole manifestation thing mm-hmm. is not woo woo yep. to an extent. If it let's, let's put it like this. If you do like a vision board, mm-hmm. right. And that vision board is in your room and mm-hmm. maybe you see that vision board every other day or something. Yep. Right. It's just that reminder, like yep. that, that pro subconscious programming mm-hmm. that this is something that's in, in front of your face that mm-hmm. you're aware of that you're going to, when you see something else in the world, you're going to think about it, mm-hmm. right? So that, that all of that, the inner webs of the inner mind, right? If you give that, that information constantly, that conscious information, um, that's what manifestation is. It, yep. it will happen, right? I completely agree. It will happen yep. over time. So it's a very interesting thing. So this is a new the manifesta- manifestation thing you didn't believe in, right? No. I, also, I did believe in a sense, but I didn't believe it in like that magical way they put it. Mm-hmm. But like what you said is right, because what I do, I usually look at it every morning and mm-hmm. every night before I sleep. Because now that allows my brain to realize that before I sleep, this is the last things I looked at. And when I wake up, it's the, things, the first thing I look at before I start my day. So it kind of like engraves into my whole day what, you know, my priorities in life. How powerful is that? The whole before you like go to sleep and in the morning. Oh, it's really powerful. Because I, I could have like a bad day in the markets. And then what I do with my works, my list is I always put check marks to things mm-hmm. I achieve in my list. So I open my list and I have a bad day. And I'm like, hey, this was in my list like two years ago and I, I already achieved it. It's just a bad day, you know? It's just that's how it is, ups and downs. Uh, one thing I hate is a lot of people believe that once you become a profitable trader, it's it's just uphill from there. Like sometimes I find, I have weeks where I still see myself like that same lonely trader that mm-hmm. was struggling to get ch- past phase one. Like just cause now that I'm making this money off the markets doesn't make me an ultimate crazy trader that's gonna start buying Lamborghinis and you know, <laughs> right. do all that crazy stuff. Right. It's just more like I'm taking f- slow steps and learning new things to just build my foundation. Mm-hmm. Like another cool thing I always realized was like three years ago, uh, I always dreamt to just ha- be funded. I always like be in a podcast mm-hmm. just do the simple things. But now that I have it all, like all the stuff I always wish for, it just, now I truly feel like this is just the beginning now because now I'm finally getting my feet wet. This now it's truly the beginning. That was yep. just the come up. It's you know amazing. It's kind of, there was yeah. this, there's this famous speech by Matthew McConaughey mm-hmm. where he's uh, always looking at himself 10 years in the mm-hmm. future. So he's always thinking about what, what he would be 10 years in the future yep. and envisioning what that is. And that's like his, vision or as hero right um and so for for you myself right when you attain your goals and you attain success you do have to uh, change the target mm-hmm. right you do have to think like you're thinking like this is the beginning as i was tft i'm constantly like that with like mm-hmm. through the messaging like oh this is just the start of like mm-hmm. what we're even though we've achieved like everything we wanted to achieve right yep. it's always no what's next what's next yep. what's next like tom brady says it's always about the next ring yep you know what I'm saying? Yep. So that's the mentality of winning. Yeah. Right? You have to be like that. Cause if you get comfortable, where are you going to upgrade from? You know, 
like a, like you say, you're a risk taker. We're all risk takers. If you're not a risk taker, you're not going anywhere. If you're comfortable, someone like me will come and I'll take everything. For yeah, hundred percent. I agree. <laughs> like, yeah, hundred percent. You have to take risks. Like even if you're getting to the point where you're so successful, you don't even want to take risks at this point. But then you're going to get stuck there, and you could go even downhill from there if you're not going to take more risks. Continue going up from there, like because like you said, someone else can come and take it from you if you're not going if you're not willing to risk it. You well, the, the reason I say that is because yeah. I feel like in life, uh, everyone is on a very equal playing field in, mm -hmm. in a way. Maybe not. Maybe there's some inequity there. Yeah. But to an extent, right? And we all have 24 hours, right? Mm -hmm. That's the playing field that I'm talking mm -hmm. about. We all have 24 hours. We all can make decisions. Um, inevitably, if me and you are striving for the same goals, but within my 24 hours, I make a lot of decisions that are extremely disciplined, that that get myself in, the, in a position where I'm extremely focused all the time, right? When we're going in a straight line and you're maybe making some decisions that are getting you off course and I'm going straight ahead, I'm ultimately going to get to that goal sooner than you. And if mm -hmm. we're in competition, you know, I'm going to pass you and get in front of you and then mm -hmm. you're going to be trying to compete with me 100%. constantly, right? Um, so, so yeah, I think that uh, I'm not saying that in a way like, oh, I'm going to take everything from you, right? It, it's It's just that I do look at business as a game, as yep. a competition. You know, I do look at business as it's you versus something else, right? It could be yep. you versus yourself, you versus the market, you 100%. versus this. Um, so yeah, definitely gotta stay stay ready. Don't yep. don't get content. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's like the mindset that you have that create one of the top prop firms in the industry right now. You know, without that mindset, you know, there would be other people. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's really important to do exactly what you just said. Oh, there can only yeah. be one. Exactly. And you have to <laughs> yeah. say that that way. I've said that so yeah. many times. Mm -hmm. I do it like every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, you keep telling yourself, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it's so, it's so much deeper than that. So for you, mm -hmm. how do you uh, frame your psyche to become a profitable trader? Right? Like, why are you successful? Like, what do you think about mentally? Honestly, uh, I think psychology is the, like everyone says that psychology is the biggest part of trading, mm -hmm. which I mean, I completely agree. The small increment that I don't agree, like people who say complete hundred percent, it's the, the most important part. I don't agree because you can have an unprofitable strategy and that will take, that's going to be the main reason why your psychology is so bad because you're so used to losing. Now, if you have an edge that actually succeeds a certain amount of time, then that allows your psych to kind of like adapt to your strat. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're always losing, of course, your psychology is going to always be bad and you won't be able to be consistent because you're just, there's no hope. Mm -hmm. So you have to at least develop an edge that will guarantee you a certain percentage of profitability. And then you can tune in your psych into your edge, if you get what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. And so the things you're I basically do. basically saying if you have a bad strategy, of yeah, course, you're, you're going to be, be feeling a, negative. Exactly. You don't have the skill or the strategy yep. to, to have success. Yeah. Like even with my strategy right now, I think I get around a 50, 60 to 65% win rate. And there's times where I completely lose myself. Even as, as I say, I'm a profitable trader now. Uh, I'm not perfect. Like I have weeks where sometimes I forget certain rules. Sometimes like certain disciplined parts of me come out and I make bad mistakes resulting in me losing money, resulting in losing accounts. But at the end of the day, I know what it takes to be profitable. And all it takes is that quick, you know, switch up back to the right mindset and I'll, I'll bring it back. Like a good example was actually a couple weeks ago, uh, not a couple weeks ago, actually a couple months ago, I had an account, a funded account where I was actually down about nine ten percent mm -hmm. and i was at this point i'm like you know what i'm done with this you know it's it's gone mm -hmm. but then i complete kind of i'm like hey if if i know i'm profitable why can't i just bring this account back mm -hmm. so i completely switched myself i gave myself a week off on the markets came back on sunday next week completely came with the right mindset and i was able to bring that account back uh, into profit into eight percent and get a profit i think a payout for about fifteen sixteen thousand from that same account that's wild yeah which was that was like That's a wake-up call serious mental fortitude. yeah 
it took some crazy uh also it took me to make, make some sacrifices like actually hold my trades and you know maybe taking some stacked positions but you know if you know you can do it you can do it mm -hmm. if you if you just give up you're gonna lose the account you know you have to always believe in yourself and know and that's why data is so important uh sorry to jump to data but mm -hmm. collecting data is so important because at the end of the day when you're when you're taking these loss streaks your data will prove to you that hey like if i continue to do what i'm doing i'm profitable at the at the end mm -hmm. and when i give up on that certain things then you know you're gonna go the opposite way collecting data is is like is the biggest difference between you being an emotional mess mm -hmm. and ultimately you just being a great decision maker 100 percent. you know if you just continue to rely on only emotions and only what you think then you're going to end down probably the wrong path agreed right the data yeah. can bring you back to the truth mm -hmm. always 100 percent. so and i actually just thought about it, like when you asked in the beginning about my psychology mm -hmm. one of the one of the, my actually favorite techniques for psychology is i know people can probably use this is it, I, I don't know if you know fx alex g yeah. He has like the set and forget strategy, mm -hmm. but the, from the set and forget word, what I usually like to do now is I'm a London trader. And what I like to do is with my strategy, it's kind of an intraday strategy. So I'm trading on the hourly time frame, and usually I don't have my setups during London. So what I do is I set limits and I just go to sleep mm -hmm. and I, I, I shit, you know, that's my most profitable strategy is just setting a limit Isn't and going to sleep. I swear. Like if I'm on the charts, I'm a mess. Right. If I just set a limit, I'm, I'm, I'm a profitable trader. See, this is why uh, he, in the last pod, he asked yeah. me, Oh, do I still trade? Mm -hmm. This is why I wish yeah. to an extent I, I prior, I don't want to say I traded because obviously I have the choice mm -hmm. to do it, but I wish I prioritized it because doing the, I like that type of strategy. Yeah. For me as well, if I sit on the charts, so I try to intraday trade, mm -hmm. I'm way too emotional. Mm -hmm. I just get go crazy. Yep. But if I do that set and forget type strategy mm -hmm. where I'm plotting my, doing my TA, I'm doing my fundamental analysis, mm -hmm. oh, it all lines up, boom, put it on. Mm -hmm. Don't look at it until it hits TP or 100%. stop loss. That is a legitimate way to go about yep. doing this. And, and there would be times where I would get tapped in uh, before I sleep and I would have the worst sleep of my life. But hey, if you're going to make money, you know, you can sacrifice some sleep. Yeah. But like I would wake up with bad dreams. I'd be like, oh, grab my phone quickly. Check really? my MT4. Oh, yeah, I'd check my MT4. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm in profit. Okay, go back to sleep. <laughs> no, wake no. back up. You know, oh, it's 530. There's news. Close out. Oh, boom. You made like 7K during your mm -hmm. sleep. And it's flex. You know, you wake up. You tell your mom, hey, I just made this much money while I was sleeping. So, you know, <laughs> it's pretty cool. But like, like that's i'm the ultimately behind that is like you're not there to mess with your trade mm -hmm. you're not there to oh wait what if it gives me a deeper entry oh wait what if it you know you're just it's gonna put you in it's gonna hit your stop or it's gonna go into your tp so i have a question if you mm -hmm. were to do these stop law these um limits right these yeah. limit orders before you go to sleep the next day when would you check it or so what, what i usually do my rules is uh if there's big news I would like to so get onto the charts right before, like I'd set an alarm on my phone. Mm -hmm. Let's say there's news at 5.30 NFP is dropping. I'd wake up around 5.25. I'll see where my trade is. My trade's deep in profit. I'd just close it out. Mm -hmm. If my trades break even, I'd close it out. If my trade is in a bit of, uh, near my stop, I'd still close it out. And the reason being is I can't risk NFP going in the wrong direction and completely blowing my account, mm -hmm. especially it's a prop from account, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's my rules of that. But usually what I like to do is if I'm happy with the profits, um, I'll just close out. And I think a lot of traders miss, like, forget that at the end of the day, like you're running 6K, do you know how much money 6K is? Mm -hmm. we we're actually having a talk about this earlier before the pod, how like we're so desensitized to the amount of money we're making on the markets. Like we would go out here and be like, let's plan a trip to Mexico. You know, it's like 
going to cost 2K. And you're like, whoa, that's so much money. Mm-hmm. But here you are, like, you see 2K on the market. You're like, that's nothing. I want more. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, people yeah. are so desensitized yeah. to money, and it's crazy. Like, you could literally get funded 100K and aim to make 2K a, a week. And that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And yeah. But people don't see that. People are like, oh, this guy got a 50K payout. I want a 50K payout. Yeah, yeah. I want to beat this guy. That's you how know? you lose. That's how you lose. Yep. And, you know, people understand that and they pay the price for it. Mm-hmm. And some people get lucky and they do make those 60, 70K months. But if you want to be a consistent discipline trader, you got to be comfortable with hit, setting a cap for yourself and just hitting that, taking it slow. Because that one day it's going to add, add, add up. And you're going to be able to open that big live account. You're going to get that big amount of Trading can be so room. exciting. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> There's so many goals you can set. That's why I love trading so much. Oh so God. many goals. It can be so fun. But so many bad days too at the same time. It can be so fun, but at the same time it can be so, so upsetting. Yep. Right? Yeah. It can really destroy you. <laughs> 100%. Like, yeah. One thing I'm dealing with right now is like the loneliness. Mm-hmm. Not with the friends and yep. like relationship it's just the loneliness of my job like i used to work at a police station before mm-hmm. uh, before i wanted to be a trader i wanted to be a police officer that was mm-hmm. like my goal i worked at a police station in a jail and like at least in that jail i was trading too in the jail which is, i'll tell you that later but at least when i was working in jail i had like co-workers the like police officers to talk to even the prisoners you know right. you know people to talk to you communicate with you know you're having a rough day you, know, you can have a chat with yeah. one of your buddies but in in the pro- in like trading industry you have nobody nobody you know Yes, you can message your buddy on Telegram or Discord, but it's not the same as having like a, a human a communication. Yeah. yeah, like a proper communication with someone. So coming from Vancouver, BC, I've tried to reach out to like traders, but it seems to have none there. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's one of my biggest struggles right now is networking myself, meeting like-minded you should, people. Um, when, when we were doing the trading, the whole trading community thing, mm-hmm. there definitely wasn't as many from Canada mm-hmm. traders, but I found the few that I met were always super nice, mm-hmm. always super committed, right? It's like Al- Canadian, you know, the Canadian yeah, yeah, super they were, nice. <laughs> they were always crazy. Yeah. Like, I don't know what, why, I don't yeah. know what that is, but <laughs> they're, they're super nice, like super committed to learning, right? Mm-hmm. Like good people to have in the circle, right? Yep, yep. So they're out there, right? You just have to do your best to try to, to locate them. 100%. There definitely aren't that, aren't that many though. Yeah. For oh, sure. Oh, like one thing I, the reason I asked about that is because at one point in my career, my, my biggest turning point was we had, I had three buddies. They were from, they're a bit younger than me, but they're also traders. And what we used to do is we used to meet each other at, this, at one of my buddies' house every day for London session. And we'd trade really? together. And we'd set limits, we'd go, pl- not limits, right? We'd enter our trades, we'd go play video games, we'd go watch movies every day for like we did two, two months of it. And that was the first time I ever got funded. And the first time I ever made money from for- trading after like years of losing. And that's the reason being is we were also disciplined and consistent in that room because you're holding I, each other. Accountable. I couldn't go and just close the trade out because yeah. my friend, my two friends would be like, what the hell are you doing? You're not, you're, you have to follow us. <laughs> There's three of us working together pretty yep. much. And like lots of money can be made with a good team, mm-hmm. you know, because everyone's holding each other accountable. Everybody's watching over your shoulders. You have a bad day. You all having a bad day, mm-hmm. you know, talk it out. When you're by yourself, you know, you're a lone wolf. It's you versus yourself. When you're by yourself, it's it's definitely a lot more challenging mm-hmm. to hold yourself accountable. Exactly. Right? When you're with a team, it, it's you're going to hopefully get the strengths of each of the team members, right? Exactly. We each have weaknesses. You're going to mm-hmm. hone on each of each other's yep. strengths if you're good fits with each other. And you're going to have a good time. 100%. Too. That's the main part, a good yeah. time. Imagine hitting a TP with like five buddies, like three buddies. You're all <laughs> like, you know, as much as you're not supposed to celebrate your wins, but you have to celebrate of a course. win. Of course. Come on. Yeah. You know, you're all jumping around. Like, we just made 5K each person. You know, let's mm-hmm. plug, book a trip to Mexico tonight. Let's go here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's nice. Yeah. So that's why, like, I think it's good, a I good way with to build it. In anything, man. Yeah. Business, oh, training, 100%. Right? Any, yeah. any endeavor, right? Sports, yeah. team, like having that camaraderie. Mm-hmm. It's, it's definitely next level. It's yeah. like, 
it's not just about you. It's about the community, your yeah. family, right? All that, all that stuff. Yeah. Like it's all about a lot of people like to get rich by themselves. So they want to flex on each other, you know, but at the end of the day, like, okay, you're, you have money now, but what are you going to do with this money? If you're by yourself, don't you want a team of friends to go celebrate with, with that money, go travel with, or you want to go by yourself? Right. You know what I mean? So I people need to get rid of that little greedy aspect of themselves where they want to be the only rich person. Once you can open up to that, then the whole world opens to you in a sense. So for you mm -hmm. with, uh, with this group that you met, right? Mm -hmm. That you were trading. You yeah. said it got, went on for what, two or three months? Two or, or three months. And then what some, happened? A, it wasn't really problems between us. We're all still friends, mm -hmm. but lifestyle changes. One mm -hmm. of us switched to New York. Mm -hmm. One of us kind of detached themselves. They were having a bad time in life and they kind of started quarreling on all of us. Mm -hmm. So at that point in my head, I'm like, I want to do this full time. Um, this is something I see myself. I, I gave up on policing. Mm -hmm. I gave up on education. Mm -hmm. You know, this is, this is my future. You're all in. Yeah, I'm all in. So yep. I knew that I had to figure this stuff myself or it's going to be my downfall again. Yep. So I detached myself. I started training London every night. We were still in communication, like talking here and there. What are you there. guys doing? You're smoking a little weed too? No, no, no. <laughs> we're actually, like, all of our buddies are really religious and stuff. So okay. like they, they're all like away That's from good. that type of stuff, which is good. That's you know, good. kept us really yeah, focused. Yeah, stay focused. Exactly, man. exactly. Stay but, on it. Yeah, we kind of detached and then mm -hmm. I kind of figured out myself, slowly kind of implemented the stuff I learned from there. And then slowly, slowly I got, I grasped on and here I am today. Let's go. Yeah. That's called the level up. Exactly. You know, you help that take, take another step. Yep. So you said for you, you had made six figures in a year of trading. Right? Yeah. So my, my, I actually got profitable, uh, the beginning of this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, and every year, every month I was kind of taking about 20 to 30 K slowly some months i wouldn't make money which is that's normal. wild 20 yeah. to 30k 20 like i had a 30k month uh, two months ago and then mff shuts down you had most of your accounts at mff yeah, yeah i had max funding with them yeah uh, that's my fault mm -hmm. i had a, a lot of people who told me hey like split your split where your pop from i always all say that. this too yeah like, even like people that trade tft yeah. i'm like it's smart it's common sense yeah. like just spread everything like mm -hmm. get an account here 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 yeah diversify yourself trade them differently maybe yeah. right like agreed Smart. I wish I did that honestly, because that took a big hit on my psychology and my trading and my success because it slowed me down a lot. You know, mm. I worked oh, so hard to That's get like that funding. Crushing. You yeah. lose all your accounts. I worked so hard to get that funding and get that. I was so I was in a role like I remember I I, I leased myself an Audi R8 for the month. Like I was like I was just because the thing is I'm a car guy, right? So yeah, I, I'm yeah. passionate about that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that was my all-time goal to have an R8. So have I'm an like, R8. it's it was the end of too. it was the end of summer. I was yeah. like, might as well just lease one. Mm -hmm. No point of going to buy one right now. Yeah, yeah. So I had that. I was just in a row and then boom, funding gone, all that. So I was like, good, I didn't buy the R8 right now. As much as I could afford it, mm -hmm. it's just stupid. Yep. Any car, expensive car is a stupid decision. Yeah. R8's not cheap. It's not, no, it's not. Really, like 200K? Yeah. 200K, yeah. yeah. But yeah, the, my old partner had an R8. Yeah. I'm sick. Yeah. It's, it's just a good motivation factor, like waking up, you know, you get stopped out, but hey, you have an R8 and you're, you're going to go yeah. drive your R8. So for me, know? it was, that was me moving to Miami. Uh -huh. Like my motivation is where I live, mm -hmm. like, you know, my apartment, like whatever, my environment, yeah. right? That was for me, like, all right, if I'm going to be going this hard, you mm -hmm. know, I want to be where I live. I want it to be, like, super peaceful. Yep. Like, I want it to be in a nice area, mm -hmm. right? All that stuff. That's what I like to spend my money on. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just landed in Miami, like, yesterday, and already I'm like, yeah, first time here. Yeah. I was like, wow, this place is sick. I see well, why, a lot, a, good time. I see why a lot of sick. traders are here. Like, yeah. I think it was Dubai and Miami was, like, the two trader central areas. Yeah. But wow, just just around my hotel area, like I I love it. Like the rooftop pool, like yeah. beautiful weather. You know, you can't go wrong. The weather is like sick right yeah. now. Yeah, like back in Vancouver <laughs> right now, it's raining. It's like 
eight degrees there, you know. You're, you're gonna go back from the. I'm gonna be like, can I come you. back for another trip? You're, you're right, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is he still alive yeah, over there? Like, come on. <laughs> no, that's funny. Yo, yeah. well, I'm from New Jersey, so it's like similar weather, mm-hmm. just rainy, like, like you shit. Know, it's cold as shit. Like, it gets yeah. nice sometimes, but not yeah. enough, you know, to enjoy yourself. Yeah, the, it's just not the weather is not one of the positive things yeah. about about living there. And especially being a trader too, like you have these rough times and you get hit with eight degrees and rain, and then you're inside. Oh, dude, your you're home, sad, bro. Yeah. yeah, you're big time. See here, you t- you hit a you have a bad day, go to the beach, you know. Yep. Go go have some yeah, the, fun. The best part I like about here is mm. like, although it's very touristy, right? Mm-hmm. The you have South Beach, yep. and then you have all the nice ass hotels over mm-hmm. there, so you can always do a spa day, yeah. or beach day, or whatever. And it's like you go on vacation. Hundred percent. It's like twenty minutes away, dude. Like if I had <laughs> a good, like if I had a good payout, let's say I would go treat myself to like what you just said, a luxury hotel here, stay yep. there. It's it's like a, it's like a, like a vacation. Dude, the amount great. of service they have and the way they treat you here, it's yep. awesome. I love it's it. Sick. Yeah. So talking about like um, some of your goals, right? So yeah. Well, you've gotten six figure in payouts. Yeah. How much do you have in funding right now? Right now, actually, I have about, I think, 200K, which, and the reason being is after my Forex funds got shut down, I, did, I began uh, opening a live account. Mm-hmm. So I bought most of my funding into Alive. So I, I accumulated a lot of money oh, you from were payouts. Like, fuck prop. Yeah, me. I was like, screw this. I'm like, you're like they're going to fuck me yeah, over. Yeah, it's going to happen again. So I'm like, I'm going to open a big live account. I opened a big live account and it did pretty good. You know, I, I made about 15K. With what broker? Uh, 8Cap. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The reason I went to 8Cap is because of I saw all the platforms using them and right. I saw they're regulated. And I'm like, okay, maybe this is the safest place to transfer this much yeah. money. So I started one with them. I did pretty good. I made about 15K my first month. Next That's month, ne- no, but wait, next Let's month hear. hits. And then I had a really bad time. Oh, no. I didn't lose money. I didn't lose my own money. I still, I'm still up, mm-hmm. but I, it made me realize how, uh, how good of a thing prop firms are. Cause as soon as I started trading live, th- the motions really hit me. You know what I mean? Cause before when I was using a thousand dollars, I was already paid out for my money that I invested yep. into the prop firm. I'm yep. not losing any money, but now I'm actually losing money every time I take stop losses. Yep. So my emotions really came into check. And I have a psychological coach and mm-hmm. he kind of said to me like, Hey, this is, it's your first time doing this. Uh, and I ca- you're like learning from scratch. I'm yeah. le- literally it felt like that. So I came to the conclusion where it's smarter for me to stay with prop firms until I've accumulated enough profits where I can, where I can dump 50 to hundred K and it, I can be like, okay, if I lose it, it's not going to scratch me. Oh yeah. And I think that's the best time to do it when it's almost like 70, 50, 60% of your like net worth, mm-hmm. you know, of course there's going to be emotions involved and it's not smart <laughs> when you can go broke. Exactly. Like yeah. I'm going to be back on the street yeah. <laughs> and like no. you can't afford any yeah. bills after. Yeah, Literally. That's, so I'm that's like, a tough situation. I'm like, you know what? It's smarter to let's maybe take half this live account out, invest back into my prop firms. Like yeah. I purchased a few pop firm accounts with you guys right mm-hmm. now already. And I have a few with other companies too. Mm-hmm. I'm working on those and putting some into crypto, putting some into other assets right now. So bringing some more growth of income. And another thing I'm really focused on is finding another way to make income because as much as trading is a big source of income, relying on it completely will cause your emotions to get all over the place. You know, your psyche go all over the place. And when you have income source, you don't have to trade every day. You know, I can take my two trades a week, uh, which is the most profitable I've ever been mm-hmm. was taking two trades a week. And mm-hmm. that's the best way to do it. I think this is an important realization for mm-hmm. yourself is that it's, it's, crucial to have other sources of income hundred oh, percent you know you, you really should whether they're hard assets or other business ideas mm-hmm. you know whatever whatever it is you definitely should be having other sources of income because that diversification gives you the freedom to make better decisions yep right if yours if everything is so it hinges on this one thing yeah it could work mm-hmm. right but it's just a very stressful yeah stressful way to live like i i feel like majority of my bad months and bad weeks in forex was exactly from what you said was just not having 
a sense of confidence in income mm -hmm. where I was just forced to make trades. I was forced to trade a lot. Like, uh, that's the worst. Yeah. Like yeah. sometimes uh, a few weeks ago, I mean, a few months ago, I lost an account because I was just trading every day. I wanted to make money. And if I would have just chilled out and traded my one to two trades a week, you know, I'd be, that account probably made me a lot more money. And, you know, my live account would have been doing beautifully too. But it was just like that, that, that attachment to making money. So you're still trading a live account right now? I still am trading a live account, but I've completely split the amount in half. It's going way better now, now that I have prop firms on my second hand. So mm -hmm. it almost feels like I'm managing like two different businesses, mm -hmm. but still at the end of the day, it's still trading. Um, it really is like two different yeah, businesses. It is, honestly. You know, like strategy wise exactly. and everything. So. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. I'm looking to, this time scale into seven. I want to get at least two figs in funding this time. Mm -hmm. Last time I hit almost a mil and then my Forex funds hit and mm -hmm. then boom. What did you have with them? 500? I had 600K with my Forex funds and I had, a, I think, a 400K account with you I guys. heard a rumor that they're coming back. No way. I heard a rumor. Would that, do you think that would mean that everybody would get their accounts back and everything? Know. I don't know. That's what yeah. I heard. I heard they're going to get fined like a big amount and wow. be able to come back. That'd be, uh, that'd be amazing for the industry. I'm not trying for, to spread any misinformation. <laughs> no, that would be amazing for the industry in a sense of like people saying like, hey, you know, problems are like an investable place yeah, to invest yeah, money in. Yeah. But then again, if they don't, I feel bad. Like my little brother, I taught him how to trade and he actually just got his first funded account with my Forex funds and they got shut down. Got shut down, yeah. I, got, I felt so bad for him. It's crazy. But you know, it's the way it is, you know. Yeah. I think that um, there is a possibility that it happens and yeah. if their assets get unfrozen then yeah they probably would just re-enable accounts or to some extent do something but I, I don't know restart who, from the scratch maybe yeah who knows that'd be so interesting yeah that would that would be crazy that, yeah. it was funny when they and shut for down you, they're in canada right yep. so it's like kind of yeah. the home thing yeah 100 percent. and it'll be nice to maybe get the funding back you know that, it'd be cool you know mm. maybe by then i'll have accumulated enough funding where i get another 600k just added to my pocket you know yep. one-win situation that'll be amazing <laughs> that'd be <laughs> best day of my life i'll be coming back to miami that day yeah. <laughs> you're moving to miami yeah I'm, I'm moving to miami 100 Yo, yeah that's that's so crazy so talking about your actual strategy right yeah what so do you, what do you do with my that? my strategy is i wouldn't say retail or smart money it's in between mm -hmm. so what i do is um what all my years of learning i would i was doing the toxic thing of learning a bunch of strategies mm -hmm. which obviously that's not a smart thing to do it makes you unprofitable mm -hmm. but what what my i think it's an important thing to do it's though. very important because yeah. i learned so much and my turning point was instead of copying a certain strategy i built my own strategy yep. where i used all these different gurus techniques and i put the confluences all together and developed something where my like i enjoy doing mm -hmm. so what, what it came down to me is FIB being one of my ultimate confluences, which a lot of people like to use. Mm -hmm. And then a bunch of other confluences. Which like level on the FIB? I, 618, 786 for, go, 786 mm -hmm. for gold, 618 for Forex pairs. Okay. Uh, those are my golden zones. And a bunch of other confluences, like previous high no of the day. No, 382 <laughs> has been, been moving good this week. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. When the market's like like war and crazy, yeah, yeah. you know, it just 382 is Those like, quick moves. dude, it loves the 382. <laughs> yeah. and that's why I was getting shit on this week because of the 382. But yeah, um, just using the FIB and a bunch of different confluences and putting it all together. And I just pretty much trade trend pullback and it's made me profitable. Really? Yeah. Trend pullback. Simple like that. What trend time pullback. frame mainly? One hour. One hour. One hour, 15 minute for like refinement for entries. Mm -hmm. And honestly, bro, that's, that's changed everything for me. And Damn. sell limits and buy limits. So that would be like, the, that's a psychology tip. Like put your sell limits and leave it and get the hell out of there. So have you, you had mentioned the set and forget by Alex, yeah. right? Did you take any of his courses or anything I, like I that? I actually never no? took any of his courses, but I do watch his videos, mm -hmm. like how he reads structure. I, I like how he reads structure and all that. But 
honestly never learned anyone's strategy. I'm not from him, mm-hmm. but I, I learned. He trades, he trades a very interesting way. He does. It's very honestly. simple. I learned, I actually learned some things from him mm-hmm. in his free telegram at no, one point. It's very, like his is all break and retest yeah. type strategies, yeah, right? Simple. Very simple, like he I, limits, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. I respect him a lot because he's one of the most transparent gurus that made it. Mm-hmm. And I think in like the whole space, mm-hmm. if you show like recently he's been having a rough time and he's just mm-hmm. been showing it all, mm-hmm. you know, and I respect that. You know, yeah. a lot of people are so key on their signals the and courses that, and all it's that. just that when people, when you get to a certain size, you're uh-huh. going to be more prone to be getting attacked. Yep. Right. And yep. he's under attack. Oh yeah. You know, for, for several different things right yep. now. And he's trying to navigate the best way, the best way that he can. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, you know, if he stays focused, stays disciplined, like stays transparent about what he's doing, mm-hmm. he'll end up in a better position. hundred percent. Right? For yep. sure. Every, like it, it's cool. Cause it, it shows people out there that are having bad times. Like, look, these big gurus are having the same problems as you. Yeah. They just don't show it. Yeah. You know, everybody has this, goes to the same thing. It's the way trading is. You're not going to be a perfect trader. You're not going to win all the time. You're going to lose funded accounts. Just cause you lose a funded account does not make you a bad trader. It's, it's normal. Yeah. Another thing I, I hate on a lot is people uh, like hating on the, the way the prop from like the module works on yeah, people, yeah. you know, the, but the markets are the same way. Yeah. You know, you, someone has to lose for you to enter. Yeah. Someone's going to get, lose their challenge in order for someone to get funded and get a payout. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing. It's an interesting if you're gonna, concept. Yeah. If you're going to go, if yeah. you're going to put money in a broker, same thing in a prop firm, at least in a yeah. prop firm, you're not going to actually Yeah, like lose a lot capital. of people uh, will say this about me. They'll say, oh, he's betting against everyone, yeah. right? Um, which is interesting, right? Mm-hmm. It's an interesting statement. I think at the end of the day, if this is what people have to realize. If people didn't win, yeah. we wouldn't have a business. You know what I'm saying? 100%. So I'm rooting for people to win, right? Mm-hmm. I'm rooting for everyone. Like yeah. the, the fact of the matter is people are not going to be successful because the human being is flawed in the sense that it doesn't, it, it's hard to remain disciplined. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard to remain focused. It's yep. hard to do the same thing over yep. and over and over and over again. So I'm not necessarily betting against anyone, right? Yep. I'm really just looking at how does the human interact with the market how does mm-hmm. the human interact with really anything right mm-hmm. any situation and ultimately there's there's odds right mm-hmm. ultimately there's a success and a failure rate yep. um so that's my theory yep. right that's that's ultimately what my theory is so yep. i think the more that we can balance the the payouts and obviously the revenue yep. right and we can have it in a way where people are getting paid you know mm-hmm. without doing anything to mess anyone's yep. accounts up or anything you know the more we can maintain that equilibrium that's the company's going to grow yep. way more, right? If, if there's too much, if there's too much failing going on, there's not enough payouts. Ultimately it's, it's not going to energetically be a situation that people are going to want to participate in, mm-hmm. right? This chance of success isn't high enough. Yeah. So we're just trying to balance that. And long-term just trying to think about how can we, we talked about data earlier. Yep. Long-term we're just like, how do we utilize the data? data right? I think fast. a lot of this last two years has been, how do we balance the risk of like the challenges and the rules and mm-hmm. the, the broker and all like the brokers that were offered between demo and live? Mm-hmm. Like, how do we balance all this? And the next evolution of this is how do we how do we monetize this data more than anyone could ever foresee? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, how do we really find an edge? It's not easy with retail trading. Oh club, no, no, no. You know, hundred percent. And another thing is, speaking of that, is I don't think people have thanked you enough because you've mm. given so many opportunity to people to change their lives. Like, like I said, like a, me two years ago, dreamed to be here. Now I'm sitting here like with the CEO, right. the funny trader getting, doing a podcast. And if I didn't have access to a prop firm, I would not be here right now. I would probably be blowing live accounts, a little putting five K in a live blow, blow, blow. But you know, you gave the opportunity to a lot of traders to really change their lives. 
And you know, people need to be appreciative of that. I and really then, appreciate, you know, it. hating of all, all the hate people get for yeah. law firms and stuff. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's a tough business. Man. Yeah. Oh, finance I agree. Is, finance is tough. Mm -hmm. Like there's, when there's money involved, right. People really like show the worst sides yep. of themselves. Yep. So I think finance is a tough industry to operate within. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously from, from my perspective, I definitely feel as though the funded trader and other firms as well are offering great opportunities 100%. to people. Um, but it, it does come down to you, right? Yep. You're the one that's behind the chart, you're the one that's behind the phone, the computer, taking mm -hmm. the trades and your room getting remaining discipline. I yep. just think it's truly amazing that in the beginning of time, like when I started my entrepreneurial journey, it was how can I find something to do where I don't need to have a boss and it all comes down to my decisions, right? Cause I was yep. so confident in myself. Mm -hmm. And now this opportunity truly is, this is on you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm not, it's not on me, right? It's on you. You make better decisions, you will get paid. 100%. That's what this is. Yep. You know, it it all, comes, all comes down to the trader ultimately. You know, you've given us the tools and what we need to become successful, and it comes down to us. We could complain, oh, this, they, you did this, you did that. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is why I didn't get the funded account. This is why. But at the end of the day, like the people who are profitable and the people who are getting payouts, do you see them complaining? Mm. No, it's the ones that like, I'm not hating on anyone who's unprofitable. I've been in your shoes. I've been to that. I've, there's times where I got pissed at a prop firm, you know, yeah. but at the end of the day, in order to be successful in this industry at what we have, the capital we have, we have to go through pop firms and you know, and it's, it's just benefit to I'm us. I'm going to give know? you an example of yeah. something that happened to me, right? I uh -huh. had, um, a situation where me and one of my partners, we invested in something, right? Mm -hmm. And the investment went really south. Yeah. Like we, I probably lost 200 K on the investment. Yeah. Right. Wow. And so big, big, yeah. hit, big hit. Right. And, um, this, this has happened to me before, like several years ago, I had lost 50 K in crypto. Wow. So I've had these things happen to me before. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's a 200 K investment and it went south. Now, mm -hmm. what are my options, right? I can choose to go to the, you know, police or go yeah. to the FBI and file reports and try to get the money back mm -hmm. and say this is theft and, you know, waste a lot of time. Mm -hmm. I can start to sue them out the ass and all this stuff. Certainly an option, yep. right? Option number two, or, you know, another direction could be, all right, I'll write this off as a loss for my taxes, end up saving, you know, X amount on taxes, 70K, whatever, um, and then focus on the next thing, right? And focus on what, what is, learn from this, focus on the next mm -hmm. thing, right? And I'm, I more likely will make more money by doing that, by taking the loss, understanding that, you know, it was a mistake, whatever, and maybe they fucked me over, but it is what it is and focusing on the next thing mm -hmm. than just consistently trying to get back what I think was mine. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? hundred percent. So that's my, that's at and least that my correlates mentality. perfectly back to like challenges instead of, you know, like you lose a challenge. It's all good. You know, what did you do wrong? Why did you lose this challenge and what can you do next time? And to make sure you succeed the next time. And like the way the strategies, everything are built, you know, you're going to lose maybe two or three challenges in a row, but that fourth one could be the one that gets you funded. And the fourth one could be one that can change your life. You don't mm -hmm. know that. Like in, in when, until I achieved my six, uh, my profitability in the markets, I lost, I don't know, maybe 20 challenges, 21 challenges. And I'm open to say that because mm -hmm. I learned off challenges. I, I look at them as, Hey, this is tuition. I paid. For I think school. they're one of the best learning tools. Yeah. In the market. I, pay, I literally paid to learn, you know, I, I lost, maybe I lost 15, 20 K, but how much money have I just made in like span of six months? Right. And what, what more is to come now? Do you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So as much as you're spending a lot of money on challenges and you think you're losing a lot of money, just, just think of it as your education, you're paying to learn and Ultimately, one day after a love, consistency, discipline, and, and you're actually eager to change the way you trade if you're making mistakes, you will be successful. Yeah, and I want to be very clear that yeah. we are not 
per se an educational tool. Mm-hmm. Like that's not our, our yep. product, yep. right? We're not an education company. Yeah. But this can be, if you utilize it in a way, a very yeah. educational oh, yeah. type opportunity, yeah. right? You can learn a lot from this mm-hmm. because if you're just trading a thousand bucks in a brokerage account you have set no limits for yourself, you just go until you blow it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. If you put a thousand, if you split that up by a couple 25K accounts mm-hmm. and all of a sudden now you have a dashboard, you have rules that yep. you have to stay, like this is a business. This is a yeah. strategy. You're literally you're trading like within. a business. Yeah. 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 So I think that's a huge component of all this is making everyone so much better. Yep. Although everyone is hating on all of these rules yeah. and, all, and I'm blowing my account and this is the broker and is it this? No, the, the rules is what made me the trader today. Without those rules, imagine, okay, imagine you come into a live account without the rules that Profirm has taught you. What would you do? You would take 20 setups in a day. You would blow that. You can blow a thousand dollar account in a day. Yeah. But I remember when I started my live account, I, I would lose one or two trades and in my head, I'm automatically wired to stop trading. I'm like, oh, my max, you know, my max drawdown is like three, four percent. I need to stop. And it was my live account. And that's amazing. <laughs> that just sets me up for success. I'm literally wired mentally yeah. that I'm always trading a prop from account. And that's the best possible thing that you can do to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, yeah, that's, that is amazing. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. That's something like no money can buy, you know, just, huh. you just, it's just stuck in my head now. And I love that. Cause that's, oh, that's wild. Cause that's yeah. like, you're trading your own money as if it's investors money yeah. then at that point. Yeah or whatever. It just completely rethinks the way you think because you're so used to something doing trading challenge accounts for two, one to two years. You know, the, the rules become part of you. Yeah. You know, it just, everything. So one last it. thing I'm interested in is, yeah. uh, and a lot of people want to know this, right? Yeah. What is your routine? Routine. That you go through during the week. Uh, so that's a good question. That's something actually I sh- uh, don't struggle with, but I'm still uh, to this day working on mm-hmm. because one issue I have is I have too much free time being a full-time trader where I catch myself getting onto the markets and at, at times I shouldn't be on the markets because I'm so bored. Mm-hmm. But what I've realized is I, I built myself a pretty good routine that I need to start following strictly is I like to wake up. Uh, I, I go for a run first thing in the morning. I come back and make my breakfast. Then I head to, to head to the gym. I spent about an hour to two hours in the gym. Gym is really important. Mm-hmm. I, I think everybody should gym. Mm-hmm. It's one of the most important things in your life, discipline wise. I second. Yeah, that. mentally, gym. everything. It just will fix you. If 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 someone's jacked, I'm more comfortable in getting into a business with them <laughs> than someone who's like overweight or something because you just know the discipline with themselves. Yeah, I will not comment yeah. on what I think about people that are overweight, but yeah. I just think, I, I don't want to be rude. But I just think we need to have more discipline. Yeah, because if you want to taking care of your health is so important. If you're gonna get rich and you're gonna get some disease and hope. Uh, God forbid pass away mm-hmm. what's the point you know you want to be on top of everything you do in life mm-hmm. but yeah so get to the gym and then I like to come home watch some educational videos and then around 70 30 I like to start charting up for in London you know look where I'm going to set my limits and then 11 o'clock I like to look at the markets again uh, until like a 12 30 see what's happening see if my limits are going to get tapped maybe I have to redo my analysis something happened a high got taken and then sleep, wake up, made 10K or got stopped out. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Do it all again. Yeah, do it all repeat. Oh, yeah. no, dude, but that's like, great. What you said, I want to find ways to kind of implement other things to do to keep me busy so yeah. I don't have to want to trade because I want to make money. Mm-hmm. Maybe find another business to do, like you said, or find ways to make passive income or even just hard assets to invest into. That's one thing I'm looking into. And another thing is networking myself, mm-hmm. you know, building a team of traders to travel with, to learn with, not even just make money with, just to engage with. Yeah. And I have some friends that are, are I'm, I'm waiting to catch up and join me in that journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're you going to find some people every, ahead. Yeah, everybody's in their own path. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not pressuring my friends, but I know how trading works. It takes time. Once you click, you're mm-hmm. good. But until they get there, I don't want to pressure them and make them, yeah. you know, feel like shit. Feel like shit. Yeah, exactly. Because, <laughs> you know, I remember I used to feel like that when I saw people above me. Have you thought about like creating a business within trading, right? A lot of people like sell courses, all uh, stuff, right? Have you or no? I, I did. At one point I started um, 
posting stories of my success on trading. Mm -hmm. But the, the bad thing was I was posting in, the, in my main Instagram. Mm -hmm. So it almost came out as if I was flexing to the people I live around. Right. Cause I'd be like, Oh my God, I made 15 K today. Just doing this. Yeah. yeah that's a, a big mistake I made. And it was just going towards people. I know, like I said, I, I came out like a, like a bad person, you know, I'm mm -hmm. just flexing on my friends and my family. <laughs> right. So I'm like, if I'm going to do this, I need to build a separate Instagram, a separate account and Yo. start going from They're scratch. Like, this guy all of a sudden gets some balls. Yeah, my buddy, yeah, my buddy's texting me. So when are we going out this week? When, when are we doing <laughs> yeah. this? So this on you this week, I'm like, Oh, why did yeah. I do this? You know, That's, it's a valid response though. It is. It is. It is. You know, I like, Oh, you're making all this money. Yeah. Why don't you pick up the tab? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I get that, but at the end of the day, I'm here to try to maybe teach people. I had like two mentor students that came into my, to start helping them. And mm -hmm. they actually turned into become more friends than actually students. Mm -hmm. And that's how I'm as a person though. Cause I like, I'm a really communicative person. I like to build relationships with people. Like I don't view my, my students as students. I view them as like, like my friend, you know, mm -hmm. just cause they invested money into me. Doesn't mean I'm better than them. They're still human. You want to know what's the secret? Why are Canadians so nice? Honestly, man, I don't know. I think I was just raised in a really good family. My mom, my dad are really, they're like, as they're older than me, but they stayed young. Do you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So I always like adapted a lot to what, how they taught me. And I just stayed that way always. I just know how you treat someone is how you'll be treated back. The answer is family. Family, 100%. Yeah. If someone's Stability. brought up in a good family, you know, they're going to be a good person. Yeah. And another funny thing is I'm in a relationship. I have like a really good girlfriend that's mm -hmm. helped me through the whole journey. Mm -hmm. But one thing, when you're looking for a girlfriend, what is the main thing to look to? their family you their know family, are yeah. they good with their parents boom you're, you're in good hands yeah bad problem bad with family you know you're gonna, you're gonna get a little sketchy like, there. Oh, you're signing up for <laughs> yeah. a little disaster yep. there. 100 percent. yeah yeah that's great that's interesting mm -hmm. well, listen i've always had great experiences working with canadians through mm -hmm. our like i told you yeah trading yep. communities you know i think that they've always been really nice people yep. so Hopefully more of them can get involved 100%. in the, the training yeah. community, man. I don't, I don't know if they're risk takers though. Are Canadians risk takers or more conservative? Know. The yeah. funny thing about risk taking <laughs> like, is they're, they're a bit more conservative, but the funny thing about <laughs> risk taking is as a kid, I had a little gambling addiction of mine. And I think that's what made what me the trick. gambling on? I used Candy? to play, do you know, do you know, uh, I don't know if you play video games at all, yeah. but back when I was a kid, I used to play a game called Counter-Strike. I feel like a few people will understand. I've heard of it, yeah. I used to gamble on the, the, the skin. So there'd be like an in-game currency yeah. and there would, there would be jackpot sites where you can play and it was mm -hmm. real money. And I, as a kid, I would be gambling and I would what take like $100 fuck? to $1,000 in CSGO <laughs> and I would sell it and I'd make money. And that's what, that's what fed this little, yeah, yeah, this yeah, little yeah. thrill of mine. Yep. And then I knew uh, being a trader as much as it's, it is professional gambling at the end of the day, yep. but I, having an edge and all that, you know, it's not mm. gambling in the sense, but it just brought me into trading very nicely. Huh? It's finance. It's finance. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, yep, exactly. A funny thing is like in, in my religion, I'm Muslim. Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, gambling is haram mm -hmm. in a sense. It's not right, but right. there's so many people who are fighting against, no, it's right. No, it's wrong. And mm -hmm. a lot of people actually went to like the high people to, uh, like the, what's it called? The mosques mm -hmm. to ask if it really is no. good, but no, it, it was, it was, it was right. Really? Yeah. It was halal. So that's why I, I don't know if you know, but a lot of people in problems are probably Muslim. Like I see uh, yeah, a lot I of know. your, your people are from like Pakistan mm -hmm. and these crazy countries. And they're, yep. I see that they're racking these crazy payouts too. It's like respect, you know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's awesome. For them, it's like so life changing. Yeah. Too. Like imagine 20,000 us in Pakistan. Like, what is that? Bro, like, it's like five, like, yeah, that's like, like five what, times. Yeah. But it's life changing. Currencies. Even in Canada, like you, 20k in, in back in Canada is like what I'm getting like 28k. I gotta ask you, what, yeah. what do you think of Justin Trudeau? 
or whatever. Oh, I hate him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. everybody hates him. Like, I, I see what he's trying but, to... Like, what is he doing? He's like, just... I don't know. The way he views everything is just not the way we, people want to be viewing things. Right. We, I'm a conservative guy. Like, mm-hmm. I like the conservative side. So I hope they come back because mm-hmm. right now Liberal Canada is in what, very sketchy liberal, times. Right? Or yeah, like they're the liberals. Is yeah, what, yeah so, and yeah. like they're like backing up with China and like mm. blocking. We couldn't even we can't even watch podcasts anymore. It's like right, not allowed. Like, what, what's going on? Yeah. Like, we're turning to China or something. Hopefully this podcast makes yeah. it on. Oh, dude, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. I won't be able to show anyone in Canada. <laughs> yeah. I might have to move to Miami. I saw that though. They're doing the yeah. regulation around podcasting yeah. and stuff. Some crazy stuff, Do you man. feel like... I don't know a certain way in Canada or no? Does that not affect you? Honestly, really? bro, I've never traveled in my life. Oh, I have traveled to America, mm-hmm. but not like by myself. This is my first time I've ever traveled alone. I've, this is my first time I've ever even took a plane alone. Mm-hmm. It's it's this is like a big. I I look. I open. Sorry, I'm starting so much. I see this as a big um, opening for me. Right. Because certainly, is. I think it's opened me up to a whole new chapter in my life. Because just coming here, doing this podcast with you, I've just realized what I could really do with my with my work. I could really work place. here. I could stay here for the week and just keep working here and enjoy Miami. Yeah. But like, I could do so much now in my life. I can travel. I can see new things. I can maybe move places. I can move to Dubai, like all, all traders do. Yeah. But like, it's just a new whole whole new era of my my life has opened. Dubai now. opened my mind up. I think traveling is something everyone should do. Yeah. I even I mean, this year I did a lot of traveling. I uh-huh. think I traveled. This year, I think I traveled like 10 out of 12 months. Wow. And it, like someone was out of the country. Someone was inside of the country, yeah. right? So I did a lot of traveling this, this yeah. year. Um, and I feel different. Like Dude, I, I feel way different. It's been a day and yeah. I feel different. <laughs> yeah. Like waking up in my hotel, going upstairs in the pool, you know, it just, it's, it just feels so good. It's like, wow, I made it. Like I'm 23 years old. You know what I'm saying? It's You're like, 23. Yeah, I'm 23. Oh, I just turned 23 go. this year. Let's go. Yeah. So I, it's just you. like, wow. Like, you know if you can do this, you know, or I'm going to be at an office getting my four-year degree. You're ready to roll. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, this is, this is just the beginning, like I you said. You were going to get in to be a cop, you said. I wanted to be a police officer. I was actually really close to getting to the end of a, uh, the process, a mm-hmm. long process, and uh, I was at the last, one of the last stages, and I just emailed them, I'm like, hey, I'm turning. Uh, what are gun laws like in Canada? Canada, gun laws, Alberta, there's... Can you hold or no? Can uh, you carry? No, you can't carry. No. But obviously the cops have guns, but yeah. people still... There's still a lot of guns you in Canada. You gotta just say you're a cop. Huh? You gotta just say you're a cop. Yeah, you're a cop, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, no, but yeah. In, the bad thing is in Vancouver, you can't even chase cars. Really? Like we have laws because it, unless the person has, like, inflicted danger upon a citizen, like, if they're, like, running around shooting people or crashing into cars, yeah. then you can chase. But other than that, you have to, like, pull over and let them run away. So, like, the policing there is kind of boring in a sense right right. so i kind of i had it training on the back burner policing on the front and mm-hmm. when training popped off then opposite and Dude, then good for you man. boom police made it happen picture. i made it happen You're yeah. here. and i'm surpri- i'm excited to see three years from that where i'll be you know mm-hmm. that's the main thing all of us yeah 100 you know? percent. god knows we're all gonna be dude it's been a, for me it's just been like the operating in the matrix because mm-hmm. i'm so like i value the moment so much yeah and when you value the moment so much like over years Things can change so drastic, yes. so drastically. Yeah, where I'm almost like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Like, you know what I'm saying? So Dude, it can happen for any anybody. Like the smallest things in your life can make the biggest changes, and you just don't even understand. Like even like in trading, like you could make one small change in your trading strategy, and that could be that the one thing that is stopping you from being a profitable trader. Yeah, you know everything, and everything in life takes one small step, and that's so to, to wrap it up, what is yeah. uh, what is like a a good tip? you want to give to any Honestly, beginners or even people that might be a little bit lower than you, they're passing challenges. Maybe they're not making money yeah. yet though. Right. Honestly, man, I think the biggest, the biggest thing that stops everybody from being profitable is overtrading. And I think the best way is, Honestly, man, if, if you have the discipline and the consistency inside you to just take two trades a week, even if you're 
your strategy revol needs you to take multiple trades. I promise you, if you can take your two trades a week and that being the most profitable, like the most high probable trades that you know, you will be a profitable trader. And I can guarantee you that. And that's, I'm saying you're, you have an edge and you're like a proper trader. Take your two trades a week, most high probable, and you will be a profitable trader. So for the people that are like, yeah, but I back tested and I'm taking 10 a week, right? Ooh. What do you say to them? Then something's <laughs> wrong with that strategy. Because I've, I know, I've seen a lot of strategies and I've seen people always, at the end of the day, it comes down to the amount of trades they're taking. That's what's stopping them. Because like, like I said, why, why I want to find a new source of income is because I'm trading too much. If I can knock my trading down to two trades a week, that was when I was most profitable, two trades a week. Yep. That's, I'm telling you, take your two trades a week or even three and you will be profitable. Well, listen, I'm excited to see where you end up I'm you know, a year from now, yep. even, even six months from now. Stay on the path. Obviously. 100%. Appreciate the, the support for the funded trader. Yep. Thank you for well. having me. And uh, yeah, that. enjoy the, the weekend in, in Miami and we'll continue do. to open your mind up to the opportunities that are out there. 100%. Man. 100%. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. On the pod. Let's go. Thank you. Thank you.